Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to this special edition of the Record Rangers podcast with me, Johnny McFarlane. Today I'm joined by Record Sports Digital sports writer Mark McDougall and we are just taking a quick look back over last night's game, Rangers against Dundee at Dens Park. Rangers lost, obviously, 2-1. Mark, how do you even begin to assess the result and the ramifications of that result? Uh, I think it's... The result just further emphasises the point that the board really need to get a move on with the appointing a new manager. It's as simple as that and you could see that I don't want to say Marty doesn't want to be there but you could see in his comments about how even before the game the board need to get a move on he said, he basically did say that, he said the board need to get a move on, need to appoint a manager let him go back to do his job as under 20s coach as part of that games programme they're doing uh, the board have let him down as much as they've let anyone else down. They sacked Pedro Cassini with without a plan in place on who to appoint because clearly clearly it should have been Derek McInnes but it clearly wasn't and uh, yeah the board have let Marty down and that all comes from last night as well is that he should never have been in charge for last night's game have him in charge for Hearts have him in charge for Partick Thistle you had a two week international break even Hamilton should have been a gimme so yeah. I, I don't actually mind that as a three game yeah. block yeah but even then it should have had somebody in place during the international break to work with the players there wasn't, any, yeah, there wasn't really anyone away was there There was. I don't know if Bruno Alves was away with Portugal I don't think he was No. Uh, obviously Hodgson was away with Northern Ireland but he's not really a first team player anyway I would argue a proper first team player uh, so get somebody in get them working with the players and get them going when Pedro Cassino was sacked Rangers were 6 points behind Celtic in the league Celtic well Celtic don't play today but uh, Celtic have a game in hand and can go 12 points ahead of Rangers now and you can't catch them after that this is what I was trying to say at the time I think it was the the one guy that said it there was so few people agreed with me at the time but I just kind of felt that Pedro was let go too early I know that he had his serious flaws but actually it has there's no doubt it's, it, it, it's declined since then you know he had a he was I don't think he would have lost these last two games ah, in the way that they have I don't know I don't know his home record was that bad that you could definitely see him losing against uh, against Hamilton last weekend. Especially when Hamilton played. They've played that way this season, away from home. They've beat Hibs away from home. They've battered Hibs away from home and now they've beat Rangers comfortably away from home. So they're quite a good team at that. And uh, I don't think Cassino would have improved in that sense. But um, I suppose what I'm trying to say is that the vacuum is not good for anyone. So yeah. why not leave him in situ... Yeah, allow him to be the, the, the sponge for the criticism and then work in the background to get the right man in if you know you're going to fire him anyway. That's what, I mean, it, it's it's often perceived as quite cynical when clubs down south do that. You saw the situation yeah. with West Ham and Davy Moyes. However, there's a very quick transition process and it takes the heat off the board, which is why these boards do it. Yeah. But the Rangers board don't seem to have 
thought about that. No, I think I was asked this last night by uh, one of my pals, and he said that they shouldn't have sacked Pedro Cachinha because they didn't have a plan in place. And I think sacking Cachinha was a hundred percent the right thing to do, but not having a plan in place makes it look so bad and so amateur as the Rangers board have looked consistently over the last six, seven months. And that is the main problem, is that the Rangers board just don't seem to know how to run a football club. They're in a situation now, aren't they, where they huff to pull a rabbit out of the hat? Because if they produce Derek McInnes at the end of this, while I think most people are agreed that would be a great appointment, it does cast questions on the decision-making process to have spent so long to have arrived at the obvious answer. So... No matter what happens here on in, they're going to be criticised, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people said you should have got McInnes as soon as Cachinho was sacked, but I think you had to let Mark Allen do his job a bit. I mean, I know he'd been setting up the scouting team, so he probably hadn't really been looking at the manager situation yet. Uh, so give him a couple of weeks, let him look at all the candidates, and then appoint Derek McInnes, because it was the obvious one. But now it's went a month, there's not been any approach for anyone. There's not not approached McInnes, there's been other names like Steve McLaren, uh, whoever else, there's been hundreds of names going about. The Australia manager that I can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah, I'll just leave that to somebody else. But uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's, there doesn't seem to be any plan, there's, there's no evidence that it's going to be done, that's going to be sewn up soon, that there's going to be a manager in place for Wednesday night against Aberdeen, there's a manager in place for Sunday against Aberdeen, Like these are two huge games and Rangers are going into it with a development coach in charge and that's just not good enough for a club that size Graham Murty sort of put his hat in the ring but I don't think I've ever seen a backtrack quite like the one that we saw that ended last night with Graham looking almost emotional given his after match interview so I mean I understand that a a job like Rangers and the pressures that come with it you go uh, through highs and lows but what do you make of of his reaction to that to that loss? I mean, like I said, it all really is that he's clearly feeling let down as well. Like I said, I feel the board have let him down, and I think from his reaction, he clearly feels the same as it. And There's no doubt; no one can ever question whether oh, or not he it, it meant something to him. Oh, you could see that his commitment to the club is beyond anyone else at the club. I would say, to be honest, and. Uh, it shows because he he clearly does care. You see him on the touchline. You can see him at, in interviews before and after games. He speaks really well, but he's just not ready for this job. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about him because you don't want to criticise him too much because you can see he cares. You can see what it means to him, and you can see he's out of his depth. This it goes back to the Kenny McDowell situation when Alan McCoy left. He didn't want to be in that job. If, in fact, I think he came out and said right away, I don't yeah. want this job. Graham Murray's <laughs> doing better than Kenny McDowell. doing better than Kenny McDowell, but it's a similar sort of situation where Rangers have got rid of a manager and not replaced them adequately. Adequ- not replaced them properly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the game itself, Mark, uh, was a kind of familiar story, I would say, for people that have been watching Rangers over the last six months possibly even longer uh, there was lots of nice pretty patterns up until the final third and then just the, the dearth of quality in there um, meant that the advantage in terms of possession, in terms of territory was never actually turned into goals and and after that first half an hour where Rangers were pretty good they slowly fell out of the game and Dundee who were aggressive, who were in Rangers face 
who were well organised, started to come into the game more, and by the end, probably deserved a victory. Definitely deserved a victory in the second half performance. Uh, I think Alfredo Morelos going off injured really changed the game because he, he was excellent. He was he was he was really good. he's not scored in well that was I think that's ten games now he's not scored in but or nine games but uh, he was running the channels brilliantly. He was creating chances, uh, and then the when he got injured he was just he was unlucky that he was just slightly too small to get on the end of it. Uh, and then when he went off, you bring on Herrera, who he's six foot three or something, but he can't jump to save himself. He can't win a header in the air. He's not he's mobile hit. and he's slow, yeah, so he's not like a lot going from. He, no, his link up play is terrible. I mean, I don't know about that. I th- uh, he's got some nice touch here. I think his link up play is a strong part of his game. I, I just don't see what he offers that Rangers team at all. I think Ryan Hardy is twenty. Can't really expect him. Like the strength and depth in that Rangers team is just terrifyingly bad. I mean. No disrespect to Ryan Hardy, he's, he's a good finisher at youth level, he, he's not proven yet at first team level and when Rangers are relying on a 20 year old with very little first team experience to come on and save the day, then that shows where the club is right now. Yeah, without being harsh on Ryan Hardy, I think his next move is to go to a club uh, like a, you know, a championship club like a Dundee United or a... Yeah, he needs to go to a club... And earn his earn his yeah. corn and learn the game, and then then maybe he can look at if he does well looking at a, you know, a club like Rangers. But the, 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 I find it difficult to talk about age because you look at Morelos and he's yeah. maybe only six months older, a year older than uh, than Hardy, and the, the difference in their play is, is, is stark. I agree with you that that once Morelos went off, then then Rangers were completely neutered going forward. What about Kenny Miller? I mean, there was a lot of fanfare about his performance against Hearts. Personally, I don't think he was that good against Hearts. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but he had the two goals and a great pass. That was his entire game. The rest of the time, I thought he was doing the usual Kenny Miller quarterback Kenny stuff, running all over the pitch, not holding his position, which is of detriment. It's to the detriment of the team. And I thought last night, again, first 10 minutes, I'm thinking Kenny Miller out on the left. It's looking good. He's holding his position well. Uh, Windass looks better, more comfortable in the middle. This has been a good switch by Murty. 10, 15 minutes in the game though, 20 minutes in the game, you're starting to see Kenny pop up in midfield, defensive midfield, the right. You just sort of asking yourself, why is why has no one got a hold of Kenny Miller and said, Kenny, just stick to your position like any other player. Stop trying to boss the game. Yeah, I, uh, like you say, I get tired of He did well with the, with the two goals and creating Josh Windass's goal, but he doesn't offer anything else. Like, if he doesn't score goals, then he offers absolutely nothing to the team. Uh, he's been great his whole career for Rangers. I would say he's a Rangers legend and have done plenty of times to criticism in the past. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. He's done now. I mean, I think he's been given a bit of a boost by the fact that it was him that Kashinia took his uh, took his anger out on, and um, when he was brought back in, then. He did well against Hearts, but he's he's offered nothing since. I mean, and nothing before. And not, yeah, he, he was really poor at the start of the season as well. I mean, he's still that player that you would ha- I would have him on the bench for Rangers in big games, or even start him against Celtic and Aberdeen because they are his games. He will always do something, but he doesn't offer enough to Rangers anymore. I think the main problem with Kenny Miller is just that he is a number nine. Play him yeah. as a number nine. Yeah. I, whoever's given him this idea that he can play in all these different positions and. You know, centre midfield, which is effectively where he seems to be playing, he is not a centre midfielder. 
He just absolutely is not, and someone needs to disabuse him of this notion. Yeah. He, I think he's still got tons to offer as a number nine, whether that be on the on the start from the start or coming off the bench, and certainly as you say in the big games. But while he is doing this thing where he's running about the pitch into different positions and, and completely ruining the team shape, then I think he can't he can't play if he's if he's doing that. That's not. Yeah, no, definitely. I do think last night that when Morelos got injured, it should have been Kenny Miller in the number nine position, bring on Carlos Pena instead of Herrera. He may not offer much either, but he offers goals, which is more than than Herrera does. Uh, he always seems to get out and about the box. He, he's a very good finisher, and he was left sitting on the bench. I don't think he even warmed up last night at all. I don't know if that's down to how cold it was that he didn't want to leave the dugout. But <laughs> you just get the impression with Pena that. He's just in completely the wrong movie here. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, the big bit of information that I thought stood out to me when he signed, uh, despite the fact he looked fabulous on YouTube, was I, I read a Mexican journalist saying that his move to Chivas didn't work out because he likes to be the big fish in a small pond and he, he couldn't cope with the big club mentality at Chivas. I thought, that's worrying, yeah. coming to Rangers. And he's done nothing to disabuse us of that notion no definitely not I think he, uh, he is probably more suited to a lower, le- lower level club where he can score his goals and not do much else whereas that's not good enough for a team like Rangers uh, I know Chris Boyd got away with it for years but he was scoring goals every week so and it was and a much better team yeah and, uh, but as a number 10 is what Pena is supposed to be you can't get away with that at Rangers without going into the, the, the now boring chatter about who the new manager is going to be. Tell me what you think a new manager is going to have to do to get this team functioning. I mean, has he got the bare bones there? You know, I, I do think he has a good squad to build with. If he can get, if he can get Bruno Alves fit again, uh, if he can get over his back injury, then right away you're ten times better because he's a far better player than Danny Wilson will ever be. Uh, I think you would sit him beside McCrory as well because I think right now McCrory is a better player than Danny Wilson will ever be. Uh, you've got a good goalkeeper in Fodderingham. Uh, got a good base in the midfield if Dorans is fit. Uh, Rangers have really missed him in recent weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, so if you get him and Jack fit, well, Jack is fit, but if you get him and Jack in the same midfield, uh, get Candace back on form, Morelis scoring goals again. If you can finally get Windass to not be so inconsistent and like his goal last night, Great finish. If he can do that, every, that's three and four now. But if he can do stuff like that every week, the problem with Windass isn't it is that he fl- he flits yeah, in and out of games, does. and he'll do a good thing and then do nothing for the rest of the game. There's definitely a player there. No one yeah, doubts that. Think, yeah. It's whether or not he has the mentality to to do it. He needs a coach, really. Um, yeah, I, I think some see somebody like Walter Smith. They would have him given eight out of tens every week. Uh, whereas someone you get the sense someone that put up. Rocket yeah. up his backside. Yeah, whereas maybe he also needs a bit of competition. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's got that. He's well. I know Miller played there on the left last night, but that's his position, and there's nobody else that can fill it because you've got Dalfield, who's nowhere to be it's seen. Just disappeared. Iron the main who will would get blown over by the lightest bit of wind is yeah. never going to play first team football for Rangers. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I think his loan deal's up in January anyway, isn't it? So I would imagine he'd be back down south. Uh, and then there's just nobody else to fill in there. I think, well, maybe when Lee Wallace comes back, Declan John can move up, but I think that takes away a lot of John's strengths of attacking from fullback. Uh, yeah, a new signing is definitely needed for the left wing in January. Yeah. I mean, 
Do you agree that there's going to have to be a focus on players that have seen it and done it at Scottish football level? Players who are they're not going to be any kind of risk. Someone who you can put in the team, you know, is going to give you at least a six out of ten. It's got physicality. That's yeah. got the mentality to see out games and, and a proven winner. Yeah, it's got to be something that can players that can just come in straight away and hit the ground running. Players like Jamie Walker, Louis Moult. I'm loath to say Kenny McLean because I'm not a huge fan of him as a player, but he would probably improve that Rangers team for now. Uh, Myself and Scott have discussed it. It might be unrealistic at this stage, but John McGinn. Um, I know he's uh, got Celtic leanings, but I mean, if you're looking at players um, in the league who would who would who would add to to Rangers midfield, I mean, he's the obvious candidate, and he's not going to get a game at Celtic if he goes there. Be another Scott Allen, so maybe. Yeah, no, I think he would be a very good signing if Rangers could get him, but I don't know if, if they could persuade Hibs to sell him in the first place or if yeah. or if they could afford him, to be honest. Well, I mean, I think Nottingham Forest had a bid done turned down for about 750 grand, so yeah. if, if you went in with a 1.25 million, you, you might have a chance, well, but it's whether or not Rangers have the Neil money. Neil Lennon did come out and say he wanted 5 million or something for him. Yeah, but so, i take that with a pinch of salt, uh, I think. I mean, um, talk about Scott Allen as well. He came on last night and produced the best pass of the match, and yeah. it shows what he can do as well, but I know... Rangers fans or you would never go to Rangers now but yeah. it's the kind of player that Rangers need The AGM coming up on Thursday it's the day after a home tie in the league against Aberdeen that's a huge game lost two in a row Rangers haven't won three in a row they could lose three in a row how stormy will this AGM be Especially if they lose against Aberdeen. I don't think there's any doubt that Rangers will lose three in a row. It's like Rangers will not beat Aberdeen on Wednesday night. It'd be some turnaround. Uh, especially if Morelos is out injured and Eduardo Herrera is playing up front. Then we don't know if Alves is going to be back. If Alves is still out, uh, yeah, Rangers are not going to beat Aberdeen on Wednesday night, and the AGM on Thursday will could be absolute mayhem because fans are not happy at all, and you can't blame them. Uh, have you? Have you? felt this kind of animosity towards the board in the entire time that they've been in situ. I mean, since, obviously, Dave King taken over, it's palpable. Yeah, I've never seen it like this with this particular board. And um, I think that's... I think they did get a bit of leeway because of how they took over the club. And you can understand that. The fans feel they saved the club from the likes of Mike Ashley, Charles Green, which... Fair enough, mm. but they start to run out and they're sitting back and relying on the, the goodwill good from that. Uh, I think it's time that they stepped up and started running the club properly. I mean, there's no doubt these guys have pumped oh. m- millions in the club and they're committed to pump millions more to keep it going. And I think no one will be more disappointed than the likes of Dave King that the investment they put in the summer has essentially led to no improvement. I mean, I think that the team is actually worse off than they were under Warburton now, at this stage under Warburton. So, you, while the team is better individually than yeah. it was under Warburton, there has been very little movement forward, very little for the money that's spent, if, if, if there has been as a team. Um, so, these guys will be hurting, because they've pumped that cash in to pay for, to pay for those deals, and... and the, you look at the uh, the recent accounts. Things seem to be moving the right direction. I know there was a there was a, a big loss, but part of that was accounted for by the sports direct payment. Uh, and certainly, as the years progress, you should start to see more of a forward momentum in terms of the retail deal and things like that coming at the club. So, for me, off the pitch, 
Um, they, they seem to be moving in the right direction, but I think they've lost so much goodwill with this four-week yeah. manager search. They really, really, I think, need to focus today, Monday, Tuesday, of trying to get a good name in the door. Even get somebody in, even if he's not in the dugout on Wednesday night, get him out in the stadium, have him appointed and ready to go on Sunday. Um, I think King and the rest of them they do deserve credit for what they've done at the club so far, what the, the money they've spent in the summer. But when you look at the money spent, are the players any better? Morelos aside, are the players any better than the players that were let go in the summer? Is Herrera better than Wycorn or Garner? No, actually. And I was a huge critic of I, Garner and Wycorn, but, but no, he's not. Joe Garner is twice the player Eduardo Herrera is. I think he would be. F- he scored 10 goals last season in 30. Four games Do you know something. what Waghorn's on at the moment in the championship? Nine and fifteen. Yeah, I mean in the championship last season. Waghorn, although he was coming back from that injury as well, so I yeah. think maybe fans didn't give him enough time to come back and uh, really show what he can do. But because um, when when you look at when Stephen Naismith done his knee in the first time, it took him a long time to get over that. I yeah. think maybe really a season after he came back before he was ready and firing on all cylinders again yeah. I think that does happen to a lot of players when they do their knees their cruciate and stuff like that uh, so yeah look it's brilliant to see him do what he's doing down there because he's, he's clearly loving life again uh, You could, I think Rangers fans could see his passion for the club when he was at Rangers he still shows it on Twitter every day when uh, or every game when Rangers are playing he's tweeting mm-hmm. all the players so yeah I think letting Wycorn and Garner go and replacing them with Herrera just it's, it's complete madness certainly um, when you're looking at a player like Brett Asamolonga who went for 15 million and has got 11 goals yeah. Blackhorn's got 9 and he went for 500k and then Barry Mackay is a <laughs> top, I mean we, we've talked you know there's been there's been some mismanagement in terms of uh, in terms of that if you're going to b- bring a player in from Mexico he's got to be better than what was there already and, and, yeah. and, and I think that we've probably seen that that's not been the case especially when you're paying double the money that you just let a uh, a striker go for, or you should sell Barry McKay for five hundred thousand and sign Carlos Pena for was it two point three or whatever it was. It's just it's, it, that, I think that's probably the most uh, frustrating things. One of the most frustrating things from a Rangers point of view is that um, we've discussed it on this podcast already. The left wing or the left midfield position is the position that has been a problem position all season. And Rangers let Barry McKay go for the sake of five hundred k. They should have just kept him and said, well, you're, you're sticking out your contract and you can go for nothing at the end of the year if you're not signing on. But we want you here. Yeah. You know, Even if he was just providing um, competition for Windass, um, it would make sense to have kept him. But uh, certainly there's, there's much to chew over for a new manager. And uh, certainly I think there's going to have to be funds made available in January. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if players like Herrera and Peña stick around if they can be moved on or whether or not they're going to be hanging about for the rest of their contracts which I'm led to believe are over a combined 40k a week um, so it's certainly um, going to be difficult for Rangers to manage that going forward if, uh, in terms of budgets if they're going to look to bring other people in anyway that's all from us for this special podcast we'll be back next week we'll be coming to you um, after the AGM I think Uh, and obviously you can keep up to date with all the Rangers news at the Daily Records website and we will be back at midweek next week with another podcast so thanks for listening